Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamond. And this is TalkArt. Welcome to TalkArt. How are you, Rob? I'm feeling like I can make you feel good. Really? Yeah. I don't know if you can. I think I might even sing it to you. I can make you feel good. Who sung that originally, Rob? Wasn't it Shalimar? I don't actually know. I think it was Shalimar. Am I right? It was, yeah. Our guest is confirming that Rob Diamond (laughs) has his music knowledge intact. So how are you going to make me feel good, Rob? Well... Today, we yeah. have an incredible guest uh-huh. who is in London. And the thing is, I always think of New York, or possibly actually Georgia, when I think of today's guest. Yeah. But he's in London. You're here. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. And apparently, you've been here for quite a while, which I also didn't know. But mm-hmm. um, I'm super excited because I've been following his, his work for a number of years now yep. and first discovered him through popular culture, mm-hmm. through magazines. And I saw shoots that you did with skaters originally and was always sort of very touched by the use of like natural light and the outdoors and this real sense of like serenity somehow. And a kind of elevated beauty, which mm. actually I associate a lot with painting. And to see it in photography is quite an unusual thing. Mm. And particularly the presentation of, like, the clothes in the sense of, and like... the colour fields. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. monochromatic side of it all. Yeah, yeah. and nature. Yes. It's kind of, like, exaggerated but also very real. Mm-hmm. And yeah. nature that you can relate to mm-hmm. and understand, but it, it's sort of heightened yeah. slightly. And I was obviously a, a few years ago hanging out a bit with Tim Walker. Yes, and Tim the has photographer. This, another photographer. And Tim has this kind of way of making photos where there's like um, interesting perspectives as well. Mm. And I'd never really seen it in anyone else's photography. And it's not the same, mm. what, 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 what you do, but mm. there's definitely some kind of altered perspective in the way you shoot at times, which transports me somewhere else Great. so i'm feeling incredibly elevated well you just made me feel good rob because we would like See? to welcome to talk our, our guest tyler, tyler mitchell hi tyler <laughs> hello welcome hello. welcome to Thank london you even though you've me. been here for months yeah London. so you're yeah, in my no. house you're my in my house in london properly but, here but you've been here since july yes Why? quietly um my girlfriend lives here oh, right. so love has brought me here in the pandemic oh, um british british she's uh How yeah um, we met through a friend here. I was actually going to have a little video show. One of the videos in my ICP exhibition, yeah. I was going to present as like a one-off in 180. That's the Strand. Institute of Contemporary Photography, which is a museum in New York. Yeah. Yes. And um, I was going to present, you know, I was going to present a video work that is in that show, right. but I was going to do it as a one-off in 180 The Strand two years ago. And she is a friend of my friend's and 
basically I shut the video show down at the last second because it wasn't installed in the right way. Oh. But I closed the show down and is one that door that closes, D- another D-V door or? opens. It wasn't DV. I mean, it was what needed to be done. Uh-huh. It was a shamble. Like it was in. It was. Was it? Yeah, it was fine though. You know, it were was people like, upset with you that you did that? For sure. Right. I'm sure they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I needed to do what was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one door closed, another open. We met that night. She was going to come to my show with a friend of mine. Yeah. And I was like, nope, I closed the door. We should go to a pub. Forget it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a story for you. Wow. And is she, <laughs> is she in our world? I mean, you don't have to talk about her. but is... She's a singer. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, So Hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a photographer and a singer. I love that union. Mm-hmm. So you've been here hanging out, but you have been inspired by the UK. I mean, there's a whole series you set in Walthamstow, Walthamstow Boys. So sure. you, you have an affinity for the Brits. I love working here. Yeah. Do you? What I is do. It about I here? come here all the time. I mean, I work a lot with Jonathan Anderson. You uh-huh. know? So I do a lot of his campaigns here in London. Um, we do some in New York. We do some here. But I have like, I've been working here for a couple of years. I even came here three years ago in 2017, um, even before, um, you know, all the relationship stuff, just kind of meeting with the English magazines. You know, I always had an affinity oh, wow. for like Dazed and ID and Pop Magazine uh-huh. and Arena Om and, you know, all the European mags. Uh-huh. So I, I've always loved it here. Did you grow up with them like around you as references in the States? Not the magazine so much as the websites because I'm right. such like an internet raised yeah. person. So like I loved just reading all the articles on days. You know, you see like Petra Collins, blah, 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 shoots this, making this new series on days. And you see like Ryan McGinley made this new thing. So that's like my inspiration. Right. Yeah. I actually really loved a shoot you did for one of those magazines for ID mm. of a mutual friend of ours, Toyin O.G. Odatola. Yes. Um, who I think is also in London right now. But, and um, a former talk art guest. And a former talk art guest. Yeah. So you can also yeah. check out her episode. Mm. but I thought the photos you did of her were incredible yeah, and she amazing. actually was interviewed at some point and spoke about you and said that the thing that really struck her when she was um, in that shoot was the empathy you had yeah. and I thought that was such an interesting word for you because you do definitely feel that in your photos there's mm. a kind of fragility to the connection or something between you and the the, the sitter mm-hmm. yeah for sure um, that I mean that was special because those photos almost began she began to like embody at that time she had the show at the Whitney which was um, if I'm remembering correctly it was about all these kind of she had made these fantasy narratives about aristocracy in Nigeria yes, and depicting a, an aristocrat family in Nigeria. They're joined by two queer Joined by men. two queer men, yeah. right? These two the union, aristocratic yeah. families, um, which was beautiful and blew me away as like a narrative and the work. And yeah. she just started to embody like being one of the subjects of those paintings in the shoot. And so she took it to her own place too. You know, she knew she wanted to be her paintings uh-huh. and I knew I wanted to be like, empathetic to that and that was like such a connection so and we just broke it down and chopped it up and had fun yeah <laughs> she loved it which you you have something called an honest gaze i've heard mm. quoted about you yeah and i guess that's something that you one of your qualities that you bring to your photography mm. can you talk a bit about that i mean i suppose there's just kind of a i think a lot these days about the inherent hierarchy in photography um i think about words like capture subject shoot um object you know all these relationships we have to the subject of the photograph even conversations around models in the fashion industry and in photography and just trying to subvert that in any way i can like i suppose when the subjects that i work with it's a much more collaborative experience in that i'm open to their ideas about making a portrait of them it's not so prescriptive like it was when you think of like a fashion shoot in the 90s right um it's collaborative then 
it's collaborative. It's not put your arm here and pose and put your body here and your fingers there and having this prescribed idea of how they should be depicted. Yeah. It's about that collaboration. So that might be the honesty and the empathy. And yeah. Amazing. It's yeah. interesting the idea of language. So the mm. idea of the language around photography. Because I was just about to say, well, you're kind of like capturing a moment. And then I started thinking the word capturing is such a, it's such a weird, it's quite an aggressive kind of use of language and words but around I, photography particularly. But in though. film in general, I feel like you have cut, shoot. Yeah. They're all very aggressive, like, yeah. wording, terminology what for, is that for filmmaking. I'd never even thought about that. It's very mechanical. And I, like, growing up in Georgia, you know, I have a naturally slow kind of, like, southern sensibility, like a patience and, like, a warmth. And, like, that's just how we are in the South. Yeah. And so I remember moving up to New York and being a, you have to PA. I went to New York to go to NYU for film school and you have to PA as a freshman. You have to production assist on a senior's thesis film. And oh, as wow. soon as I get onto the senior thesis film set, everybody's yelling at me, go get the C-stand, pick this up. We have to cut, shoot, all these words that you're talking about. And I remember just being shell-shocked. Like, yeah. Right, yeah, you're supposed to know and you're supposed to be treated and talked to that way and you have to do what you have to do. And I like immediately understood that like the production of these images requires a certain level of like high efficiency, right? You're on like a 12-hour day and there's like physical constraints, but also I started to like kind of not feel like the cog in that wheel really worked for me in a yeah, way. So yeah. that's why I started moving and working in the way I do. So, yeah. So growing up in Georgia, I heard you talk about these kind of long summers yeah. where you would often kind of hang outdoors. Mm. And um, some of the photographs that you've taken, you try and like recapture those kind of m distant mood. memories and this kind of yeah. atmosphere and mood. Yeah. But the thing that really struck me is when you're, when you're young and you're growing up, you have that kind of freedom of imagination if you're privileged enough you know, to, to have that privilege. Right. Um, and it's such a magical thing. Mm. And I love this idea that you want everyone to be able to experience that you know regardless of skin color regardless yeah. of you know how, what, what street you live in what yeah. house you live in or not house if you live in a flat whatever yeah. but but that that privilege should be for everybody yeah. yeah can you talk a bit about that because it's so for me it's so much about imagination yeah i mean i think i sh i think it should you know it's inherent to to what my work suggests it thinks about the beauty and the luxury of leisure time and having that, you know, I th like you said, I think about the summertime in the South. I think about red gingham fabrics, which make an appearance in my work frequently. And I think about just those materials, those fabrics, those distant memories as, especially for black folks, um, access to a certain level of freedom that anyone should have, right? Mm -hmm. Like these luxuries that include leisure time, free time, enjoying the outdoors, enjoying public space that we all have together in, in this country. Um, and by this country, I mean America in this specific instance. But um, I think of that as like a portal to to joy. And I think at the backdrop of that is thinking about specifically for black folks, denied histories, right? So the denied history of like being able to exist in public space as black folks. Um, I think about Tamir Rice, who, you know, was denied the access to play with a toy BB gun in a park near his house. Right. So it's like when we think about that and then when we see the images that I'm presenting... Um, it's it's comprehending. It's like kind of contemplating all of that. Yeah, yeah. I think you you quote as saying you you want to capture something what fun feels like, or you want to picture that, mm. and yeah. that, and that can spread across all all of your work. There's like a there is a serenity and a calmness, and there is um, 
a purity to everything that you do yeah. and authenticity. I mean, everyone uses that word a lot, bands that have had a lot, but there is absolutely an authenticity to your work that drives through. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just all the instinctive choices. Like sometimes you look at like a movie or you look at like some pictures, like I would look at Tumblr a lot and you're just like, I just want to do, still do look that. At it now? No, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's, it's like, just porn now, isn't it? Tumblr, did they move it onto Twitter? It's like a dry zone on there now. It's like <laughs> a it? desert on there now. Yeah. But there's that's not how you, a lot of that's good how stuff. you got your kind of, uh, story out there, didn't you? Yeah. Through doing skate videos on Tumblr. Right. Right. So like uploading skate videos to YouTube, to Tumblr, just like interacting with the community on right. there and like looking at images of essentially like nihilistic free youth. Larry Clark youth, yes. Ryan McGinley's youth, you know, looking at um, even to some degree Nan, Nan Golden's youth, um, to some degree Wolfgang Tillman's youth. Yeah. When I think about the people in those pictures, I'm thinking about the fact that I feel like I'm seeing them both in ecstasy, enjoying whatever they're doing in their lives and not having a care in the world in that moment. Uh-huh. And you just feel like, I just want to do that. I want to live that. I want to recreate that for other people. I want like to see myself as the protagonist of that. And that's like the impulse and there is this concept kind of in the work that i that i see some sort of like fleeting moment that is so fleeting like when Mm. you actually experience it in real life because you know like recently i've been talking about this idea of happiness a lot and like i'm feeling you know if if someone is feeling happy and and what contributes to that sense of well-being but actually happiness is so temporary and Mm. so it's not going to be the whole of your day Mm. but in your photos i feel like you somehow captured them so that as a viewer when we when we look at your photos you can almost like extend that experience of happiness Mm -hmm, or joy or even like intimacy, like those that's very sick. tiny moments. Like I always remember I had a boyfriend once and I was um, living in Hampstead Heath and lying on the Heath with him. And I said to Russ afterwards that like that half an hour of us lying there was like what life's all about. Somehow. Yeah. That intense essence of, essence of yeah, nature yeah. and bliss and you're in love with someone. And you're, mm. and then in your photos, I get that feeling again, even though I'm currently single and not, not in love. <laughs> and but, miserable. But, but, but I'm, great, I'm actually really grateful for that because I think it's really hard to capture that sort of slowness yeah, and that... That, that, that feeling it's a relaxed like hanging out quality but is yeah. that something that you seems effortless. you had to like work towards yeah. or, or is it something that you think you've effortlessly managed to capture i mean i think when you're inside it you never know for sure like when you're making the work you're making you never know whether it's like intentional or whether it's just your personality or some other thing it's hard to know for sure but i definitely try and capture those moments with everything like even like you said the best things in relationships or just in life or like when you're with a friend or when you're with a person, you don't even need to say anything to them. Yeah. You just like, one of my favorite things I remember watching was I was sitting in like a ramen restaurant in, um, in Greenwich Village. And I watched this amazing, beautiful couple walk in all black. They were in like kind of black Yoji Yamamoto looking clothes. <laughs> they were clearly on the same wavelength mentally walked in, ate their bowl of ramen in complete silence together and just looked so blissful and walked out. And I was just like that, is exactly what I want. Like, what a projection, insane. though. They might have just absolutely hated each other. <laughs> she was like, I don't want to wear this fucking Comme de Gaston shit to go and eat ramen. He's like, you're wearing it. We go, no. Hey, you're maybe, like, they're perfect. Exactly. Maybe. Who knows what happened before or after, but right then they you looked like, perfect. Yeah. You know? Has being in love or being in the honeymoon phase or meeting someone new changed your work? And how has it been affected by COVID at the moment? Mm. I don't know. I mean... Gosh, I mean, love makes you grow, just grow up as a person, I suppose. Makes, it just holds a mirror up rather than anything else. I think yeah. it's like you think about, um, 
you think about yourself more, you think about like the other person more, you become more compassionate for others. I think if anything, I don't know if it's changed like the main root sentiments of my work, but it's definitely like matured me as a person and how I operate with other people. Really? So I think so. Yeah. And what about COVID then? Has that affected your work in any way? Oh, for sure. The technicalities of it, I'm sure, but the actual quality of what you're producing. The like conceptual part, I think for sure as well. Because um, I think right now I'm thinking a lot about the general landscape of being a black image maker and like considering what that means right now. Um, the fact that there is being so much called upon us in this moment um, connected to COVID, but also connected to Black Lives Matter yeah. and the entire question of policing black people yes. right now. Um, and so there is a large responsibility that I think it's important to, for me, um, simply embody freedom in whatever that means. So in all of the ways that means, so that's not necessarily just producing, um, and this is not to discount any of these missions, but not necessarily just producing protest art as a black image maker or beautiful stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Both of those being very valid, um, things that need to be made, but what are the other things that yeah. In, inhabit joy for us right like what are the other things the little things like the ramen noodle shop yeah. or the you know all of the elements and aspects and kind of corners of our consciousness as black folks that are joyous and free yeah you know one of the things that i connected with your work is because i obviously run a gallery and i russell and i both collect art and we we're constantly looking and talking and to artists or about artists with each other and we visited today i visited three artist studios for example so it wow. gives you an idea of how intensely we love our, what we do wow. but with you i want to come yeah you can you yeah, should yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i would love that um <laughs> but one of the things that i see a parallel with which is why i see you more as an artist in a way because th there's such an interesting thing which i think has shifted so much recently anyway with with fashion mm. so the idea of being a fashion photographer or an art photographer or an art photographer yeah. and how they're actually separate right. and i think people like wolfgang tillmans have obviously somehow and even jürgen teller to a to a point yeah. um have, have kind of managed to change that landscape slightly mm. but with you i actually just feel like you're an you're you're an artist that wherever you're presenting your work mm. it's it's art really yeah does it all is it all part of the same oeuvre like your fashion work and your artwork i think so and i think that's it's not like an intentional thing. I think that like you've mentioned, the people you mentioned, Wolfgang Tillmans and Jürgen Teller and even Vivian Sassen and yes, even I love Ryan Vivian McGinley. Yeah. yeah, like all of those people had a huge effect on me. Um, and even to some degree, Steve McQueen, to some degree, Spike Jones, yeah. um, to some degree, Paul Thomas Anderson in a weird way. Yeah. Um, all those people, th everything they touch is them and you can't change it. You yeah. know, it's like, and all those people I've just been, instinctively drawn towards so i think whenever uh i'm making something it does kind of fall under that umbrella that sword you use oh oeuvre. Oeuvre. <laughs> i think it's great yeah. <laughs> but have you ever met your heroes have you met any of these heroes of yours yeah, well i know you scary. have you met ryan mcginley yeah because yeah, you posted yeah. you gave him your your book yeah we did a book exchange yeah i actually worked in his studio for a day really um four years four or five years ago I interned for him and I couldn't continue working there, which killed me, but because he has cats all over his studio and I'm badly allergic. So you're right with dogs because you've got dogs. Love here. dogs. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Dogs are fine, but cats are, cats, cats are killer. I just, yeah. And have you met Wolfgang or? I haven't met Wolfgang. I want to meet him so oh, bad. Heaven. We interviewed him recently and he's really? just, yeah. Oh, you should listen to his talk. He is such yeah. an amazing I love movie. listening to him he talk. Is. Heaven. Oh, wait. So what I was going to say is, we interviewed um, Jordan Castile recently. Love her. The painter, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And she really presents 
uh, masculinity and men in in a certain part of her work, maybe mm. like four or five years ago, wasn't it? It's not the most recent work that she was painting the the, the young men. Yeah, when was it? Like, I remember. I remember those. Oh yeah, yeah the ones in the, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. the community. Yeah. And there was something in your work that I feel like both of you somehow are presenting kind of black male. Um, bodies bodies but yeah. in this really like different way mm. that's kind of much more vulnerable much more like kind of representative though yeah but as as humans like mm. rather than yeah, the kind yeah. of like the way that uh, the american media mm. has constantly portrayed you know particularly black male youth like yes. and this this kind of idea of threat or something mm. which is totally unjustified mm. but i feel in your work you present the male body in particular in this really like different way mm. yeah that 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 i think will change things like it actually i, f I feel like that imagery in her well, paintings it's, it's and soft. your photographs are it actually going to change the it? way that the world sees yeah. black men in particular mm. yeah is, is that something you consciously like thought about or? oh for sure yeah in 2016 i did a well first i love jordan's work and i also felt the same when i saw that specific series and i think she also works from photographs Yes. I think she photographs yeah, she people photographs. and yeah. I think yeah. that process in and of itself makes a lot of sense to me. Like even talking to Amy Sherald, who also works from photographs and does oh, a similar that, right. thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, in 2016, I made a series that was specifically considering um, the black male. And, and this has been a conversation for decades, right? Yeah. Like Thelma yeah. Golden's show in 95 about black men and... Um, yeah, I mean this this series I did in 2016, it was considering um it was considering depicting black men as what you're saying, both um in touch with themselves in fashion that could questionably be feminine, could questionably be masculine and kind of not second guessing what was what and kind which of is playing with gender norms. Right, right which yeah. is which is playing with gender norms and is, you know, kind of ushering in the new what we're seeing now which is men being able to fluidly wear whatever they wish yeah. and kind of feel comfortable with that and so um yeah four years ago i was definitely considering all that um against the backdrop of things like tamir rice against the backdrop of things like um philando castile sandra bland and so on yeah. so eric garner michael brown and so um even then when i made that series i was also playing with symbols like plastic resin chains yes. which are clearly you know a very playful symbol but oh, also a very menacing one liminal mm. messaging going through them yeah. exactly yeah so and and water guns as well yeah. so yeah considering like these playful but kind of menacing um impositions that people might make about black men as well yeah that's good but do you feel a responsibility now as well in your work in the in the current climate and where we're going i know you're saying you make the work but is is there a conscious um thing that comes in where you're thinking like this is more feels even more important now what i'm doing um i try to block that out and and i only do that because that keeps me sane and i also want the most important thing for me to exemplify if there's any responsibility i have to folks and there certainly is but the main thing is to exemplify freedom you do, do you know what i mean like is to exemplify and to make things that feel as free as i know we can be as black folks and and to hopefully like carry that torch into whatever new waters we need if that makes sense is it a, like a possibility yeah it's a possibility it's like it's it's something that we know in ourselves but it's a reminder and it's also like a like i call it with i can make you feel good a self-contained world or a self-contained utopia it's like wishing for all of these things mm -hmm. for us and and kind of yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So I Can Make You Feel Good was the title of your show at the Institute of Contemporary Photography mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. New York. And how did you, look, Rob Sandberg, and, and, no? and your book. And my book. Yeah. yeah. How did you come up with that title and what was it like? Because mm. you opened that 
Museum. You was the opening show, right? Yeah, is it still yeah, on yeah. now? It's on back. It's back on now. It's reopening October first. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, what yeah. was that like to be the in first show? This, your first show opening this space, and how did you come up with that title? Because I like this story. Yeah. Um, well, I came up with the title because essentially Foam Museum in Amsterdam invited me to do a show. They essentially offered me a solo show um, in April of last year, and Foam is a museum I love, so I was like... What's that like? What does that feel like, though? I mean, Well, I was timid about it, for sure, because I was obviously more a commercial photographer or, or knew myself as a commercial photographer, and right. 90% of my work was commissioned, so I was like, what am I going to do for a solo art show? How's the art world going to even respond to this? They're yeah. probably going to shit on me, is what I was really thinking. And I was in Atlanta at the time, and I said, let me come to the museum and work out if I even want to do it. I'm not fully in, but I'd like to have a meeting and like talk about it. And they're like, yes, yes, come. So they put me in a hotel and like I was able to see the museum. I was able to meet the curators. And while traveling there from the Atlanta airport to Amsterdam, I was sitting in the airport with my mom because she was also traveling. And um, I Can Make You Feel Good song came over the speakers in the terminal. And I was just like, sitting there eating with her and I was like this is the song's amazing like you know it just felt like he, first of all the echo and the re repetition of I can make you feel good throughout the chorus was just ringing in my head and then it carries with you on the plane and then it carries with you all the way to the conversation with the curator and you're like I think that's what the show's yeah, called yeah, yeah. I think that is what sums up a lot of the work it's like it's such a direct sentiment we have to be direct about this whole idea and I also love that it's not this insanely academic gesture either it's like yeah, really too. about um <laughs> the feeling of the work so yeah i yeah. really like this story because it feels like the museum actually pushed you in a direction to see your work as art rather than mm. commercial yeah which is incredible isn't it that they sp saw that in you before you saw it in yourself yeah through them that released that totally yeah wow it's amazing because when you're when and that's if anything that's a lesson to what happens when you offer artists space and when you offer artists opportunity to exactly. show yeah. because i think that like for me at least you know if i didn't if i wasn't presented with that challenge mm. who knows if i would have even arrived at the conclusion or even at the title i can make you feel good do yeah. you know what i mean like that these things you do have to be tasked to the to the challenge and then you start considering as a, as a photographer what would my ideas look like in physical space? Because all I've known them as has been digital space, Instagram and on the computer. So yeah. now I have this gallery. I've got to fill it with ideas. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. And you work in digital rather than film. What do you do it all? I shoot all analog, but like I know like the native medium that I consider my work to be or considered it to be before that museum show is like it's going to be on people's culture, phones. Like, yeah, 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 social media culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was really into the acronym as well because you've got a website, like your website shop almost, um, which is ICMYFG. Mm. And when I first saw it, I didn't know what it, what it was. I, I knew the title already of the shows right? because um, I heard about the foam show in Amsterdam, but I hadn't actually put the two together. And weirdly, when I heard about the Amsterdam show, I was really like, what a long title but it's it, you immediately sing it because everyone knows that song it's so universal right. and I like didn't the Kavanaugh here but didn't Kavanaugh do a cover oh my God, when we were kids don't bring up Kavanaugh but I, that's why I know it Kavanaugh are you serious yeah, it was Kavanaugh, I don't even think it? our listeners know Kavanaugh is Kavanaugh was like a very fleeting he, fleeting uh, pop star he was yeah. kind of around for a very brief he time had a duet with incredibly Lulu. handsome guy yeah he was cute a bit like a James Dean kind of figure yeah. and he um, did a cover of that song but kind of he didn't have a very strong personality which is why I think he didn't last Shh, he listens to talk about. I know, he probably does actually he he probably does. He's probably working in like uh, an art gallery or yeah, something. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, but the thing I like about that title is because of that universal 
universality mm. it's actually very democratic as well yeah. and it's funny it's like it kind of cheered me up because yeah. how can you not enjoy that song yeah. there's certain songs from that kind of era yeah. that still and like Nile Rodgers like all of those records mm. they're so like timeless and so uplifting and also so specifically of that era yeah. but I just I, I love the acronym yeah. um, I think it's a really clever kind of thing to have as your website <laughs> they're almost like blindly optimistic they're just like I'm gonna be so happy right now yeah. <laughs> like I love songs that are like that that are like this is how I'm feeling everybody else feel this with me so I like that about it and yeah. also they were written at times of incredible struggles you know in the 70s totally 80s. if you think about the HIV crisis you think about all the stuff that was going yeah, on back yeah, then yeah, as well yeah. so in a way it's an interesting parallel to now mm. with the pandemic and with Black Lives Matter and also Black Lives Matter was still an issue back then, then do you know what I mean it's yeah. been going on it's, for hundreds yeah, of years of so it's, this, it's a really interesting thing though how music and art can somehow stay alive yeah like totally yeah. Yeah. Is photography changing, do you think? Good question. Absolutely. Um, just as we as people become more visually literate, I mean, we are so visually literate that um, images, you know, play a different role. Um, I'm not sure if I'm fully the expert to be able to speak on all that, but I do think that yes, the answer is yes. And I think um, specifically there's becoming like a new language, I would say. I, I, I'm thinking a lot about like black image makers in like the fashion space, right? Because that's yeah. just where I am. And I think there's like a growing, amazing movement of like photographers that are exploring themselves and the representation of of themselves in the, ima in, mm -hmm. in, in the photographic image. That's like really beautiful. Mm. Um, there's like some cohesive vocabulary of like symbols, colors color fields like you said um there's a language being built for sure in photography that i really love yeah i was actually thinking a lot about deanna lawson i love her because her work for me is always very interior yeah and you have these kind of interior domestic spaces which have an intimacy that you share in your work yeah but yours is like the exterior. opposite in a way it's like an exterior yeah, yeah. and how do you feel about her because i i've always really related to her and i discovered her again through popular culture because of um blood oranges album sleeves that's how i've discovered her really yeah so yeah. i think it was the champagne album what, yeah it was um, um it was um freetown sound yes freetown okay. sound yeah, yeah, she yeah. did the cover for and it was that beautiful yellow bed sheet and that couple um i love her yeah discovered her through that same image and i think the way that i arrive arrive at any of those amazing art photographers was through pop culture yeah yeah, yeah. and so um and how their images touch pop culture in different ways but um dina is someone who uh i aspire to that level and um i think i work similarly to her in the way that like her work um it isn't about bodies of work it's about kind of aesthetic universes when you see a Dina image, you know it's her immediately exactly, yeah. and it's recognizable. And so she's not stringing along for the viewer. This is this body of work I made in, um, in uh, the Congo. And then it's separate from this body of work I made in Haiti and it's separate from the body of work I made in Brooklyn. It's all connected. Mm. It's all imagined scenes and it's all kind of like aesthetically linked. So in those ways, I think my work relates because I, you cast I do think similar. Don't you? you cast your yeah, uh, yeah, and they are staged mostly, um, some documentary, but either which way, whatever I am capturing and then like editing and choosing, it's usually under the same aesthetic universe. And do you think that came from studying film? Because I was kind of really surprised when I saw that you studied film and cinematography. Yeah, yeah. because it's even I, I don't know why I was surprised, but I I just I, I found it quite an interesting thing because I think I assumed you'd maybe done like an art you know, an art um, master's or, or whatever. No, I have no art MFA. <laughs> yeah, so, so is, it, is, it, is it like the storytelling aspect that you, do you, do you take that to your photography? Yes, because yeah. I, I work in a, um, 
in like a crew framework. Like I work in like a, like a production preparation, make the image, do the post framework. Like I don't go out like a street photographer and just take my camera and think like, what moments can I pick off today? Even though sometimes it even feels like that. Like the images might feel like there was no production, right? but that was like extremely intentional. So, um, I set out, I put together crews. I create mood boards. I like create ideas, create worlds. And then I say, let's go out and tackle this. And then we like go to whatever location and then we run around and we make fun stuff and then we come back and that's the day. But, um, that's like a film shoot, you know, do you have a dark room? Uh, I do not personally, but I work in a friend's dark room. Right, right, right. Yeah. And are you still, uh, unrepresented? You still represent yourself or has that changed? Um, yeah. oh, okay. I don't know if we can put it in, but it's changing. I'm, I'm going to join a gallery. Yes. Yeah. And are you buzzing about that? I'm buzzing about it. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. Is it an it, like, an it well, okay, don't talk about no, it. No, we can totally put it in. If you no, can just not mention who it is, yeah. we'll keep it a secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's being announced. Well, when is this coming up? Because that whenever you want it to. Really. Okay. Well, this well the gallery announcement is being announced on the twenty eighth of this month. Oh, okay. it'll be out after that, so you can okay. talk about it. Yeah. So okay, so then if we're talking about it like it's happened, yeah, I'm joining Jack Shaman Gallery. Shut wow. the fuck up. Yeah. That's so cool. Sick. Yeah. No way. Tyler, that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with him and I'm obsessed with Joanna. Yeah, yeah I they're, just they're incredible gallerists. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, that's I'm, the right person to then drop your kind of representation virginity for. It's right. like, pop that cherry pop. <laughs> yeah. That's sick. Yeah. So and Toyin what, was, big, was big in terms of like talking me through oh, the decision. Yeah, she's, and, she, yeah. she's been talking to us about you a lot as yeah, well over the yeah, time. Yeah, but. Yeah. What what is it like then for you? Because you're 25 now, 26? 25, yeah. 25. So what is it like having this much attention, being this much in demand, being famous? Because Googling you, your mm. image comes up a lot. Your work comes up, but your face comes up a yeah, lot. for sure. So you're recognized. How do you deal with that? What is that like? Um, it's a really, really hard question. I mean, I'm sure you might also have some answers to this, you know, but I think... Um, as a photographer, I'm inherently more comfortable behind the camera. Yeah. So that's a hard part, just the being recognized part. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you have to just roll with the punches, you know, you have to roll. Like I, I also love the, the, the ability and the freedom to navigate like different worlds. Like yeah. this is like this intersection that I sit at this crossroads that I sit at is a really exciting one. Yeah. And I think that's what keeps me going. Like being able to negotiate and navigate between these worlds I love, which are fashion, art, and film, and being able to make visual things that like hopefully inspire people, that that that's really what keeps me going. Like any of the kind of recognizable celebrity aspect I kind of ignore yeah. and, and just push forward with like all the making stuff part. Yeah. So yeah. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And the fashion side of your uh, work, you kind of reached the pinnacle in 2018 when you were 23. Mm. It, well, the pinnacle of what it is to do fashion photography is that you shot Beyonce for the cover of Vogue. Yeah. And there was two versions, and you shot yeah. both of them. Yeah. I mean, where do you go from there at that age? I mean, how did you stop yourself from spiraling off to becoming a complete arrogant <laughs> piece of shit? Because that, I mean, <laughs> everyone around you must be like, are you for real? <laughs> and you share that. Like, in, in the whole, the 100, 120, how many years has Vogue been going? 126 Six. year history. There's only one other photographer. Only one other photographer who's 23, and that was David Bailey mm-hmm. in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And there's been no photographer who's been black. Mm. Now, what, how, what is that like? What is that, being offered that and knowing that you're kind of changing that the game, you're yeah. making history? I mean, I, I only thought about the fact that there are just so many Im- more images to be made. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think people are like, well, you've, there was so much talk of like, he's hit the pinnacle or he's reached the top. And it's like, very much no. Like, there's so many more years of things to be made. There's so mm-hmm. many more ideas to dive into. There's so many more ways of, like, diving, like, coming at things in different angles. That that shoot for me is one part of a continuum of, like, making great work, I yeah. hope. So that's that's how I look at it. Yeah. yeah. Was it quite mm-hmm. a daunting thing to work with Beyonce in the sense that she's obviously one of the most photographed people in the world? So mm. taking a picture of her and making it feel new mm. is is, even though she does constantly evolve, of course, and I think she's one of the rare pop stars actually who is able to grow in such a graceful incredible way with age Mm. and the way that she's kind of um you know become a mother and sort of taken us all as viewers on this kind of journey through Mm. even the the lion king like connection all of that stuff it's incredibly intelligent Mm. i think the way that she is is that's the word intelligent yeah Yeah. with, with grace and when i saw the pictures that you took of her I actually like had a bit of a kind of gasp because mm-hmm. they were so different. Oh, yeah. mm. Like they were that exquisitely head, head, beautiful. That headdress thing is just phenomenal. Because mm. you, you're a stylist as well, aren't you? I mean, mm. you did you bring that? To yeah, all the ideas. Yeah, all did the research. Wow. Yeah, I mean, even like yeah, all the direction on the the flower stuff. I mean, obviously it's a team effort. You know, we all have conversations, and um, you know, her team's great. The Vogue team was great. Like, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like. It's uh, the biggest thing for me was about keeping it as much like myself as possible yeah, right. of course. and just keeping the images to look as much like my images as possible. And I knew if I did that, then we'd be good because I think you like like I even wrote about it in my book. You know, I said whether it's her or whether it's my very best friends or whether it's skateboarders in Cuba, the approach is the same. And that's really to like bring out this kind of inner life, this intimacy, this sensitivity, this kind of like embodiment of freedom and this interiority. And so like all of those characteristics are like very nuanced and like I'm looking for a certain thing. And so, uh, you know, it was no different with her. Yeah. I like the idea of inner life. Mm. It's so interesting because we, we interviewed Cassie Namoda recently and she was talking about, she painted a cover of Vogue, like oh, the yeah, front cover of Vogue earlier this year for a sustainability issue. No. And she was talking about how she didn't want to exactly, pre- you know, 
uh, copy the, yeah. the 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 real person, but mm. somehow capture their the essence, essence yeah. and almost like the the trace of that person. So when the model had left and she made the painting, it's almost like the, that kind of essence of somebody. Yeah. I love that inner life. Yeah. I don't know if I've heard that yeah. before, but yeah, it's more of a film thing, I think, because I think a director looks at like an actor and tries to bring out something like that. So yeah, I think yeah. I think it might come from that. I do guess. you want to make movies? Yeah, you do. I do. And yeah. you want to write them and yeah. Yeah, sick. Yeah, and have you, are you already starting on that sort of journey? I am loosely, but I have a long way to go. <laughs> That's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. Have you ever been on a shoot and you felt like embarrassed? Maybe not the word, but there's, it felt problematic, or you felt a bit like uncomfortable with what you're producing or you're working with? Because fashion, mm. I mean, can be quite, mm. in some ways, can be problematic in certain areas, can't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, how do you mean? Like in the like clothing way or in the yeah, like... Yeah, no, I just mean, have you, ever, have you always felt very comfortable in everything you've done? Or have you ever had situations where you felt like... Mm. Like almost like compromising, Compromised. Because yeah. we were talking the other day, we've, we've been doing a few things and I'm really proud of us that we're somehow sticking to our guns. Right. Like you're talking about, you right. know, keeping the show what it is, which right. is what we love <laughs> right. in a way and trying to highlight voices. Yeah. But yeah, it, I think compromise is such a tricky yes. thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, like... The part of, I don't look at any of what I do as compromise because I know what I'm getting into when I do something, Mm -hmm. but there are inherent compromises to every like artist's decision making process. Like even if they're in fine art, you know, there's compromises there in terms of like what you show and who you sell it to. And I don't know all the details, but there are compromises that they're making, you know, no artist is not compromising basically. And I Mm -hmm. think with fashion, um, there are inherent like commercial needs and it's about the clothes and it's about what people are wearing. And it's important to like remind yourself of that. Even if you get into like all of these heady ideas about the person and like subjectivity and like inner life and like all this, it still is about the clothes. Like the function of an editorial is to like sell clothes. Yeah, true. And so you have to do remember that you have to remember that base function. And I think, um, as long as you walk in with that and keep that in mind, you're doing, you'll be okay. If that makes sense. Because, yeah. Film has a similar function, which is to entertain. Art has a similar function, which is to like have all this these discourse about these ideas and like. So each one has its own like function and limitation. And I think with fashion, um, I've been able to like push the boundary of the editorial. But uh, even when I'm walking on set, you know, and it's like a very commercial thing that I'm doing, it's about also knowing um, how much of myself to give in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, And and by that I mean like. Not everything, you would be a complete zombie of a shell of a person if you gave 100% of yourself into like every single thing Detail, you did. And so yeah. some commercial things, you know, it is you about have, you have a team, don't back. you? You can delegate. You can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you can dial back and be like, okay, this, I know that I, we're going to do this and it's going to be fairly straightforward, but it's going to be beautiful. It's not going to be this other thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't know if that's like a good way of explaining it. It's a very good way of explaining it. Yeah. <laughs> so I heard that when you were younger, when you got your first camera, you mm. had a Canon camera. Yeah. And did you did you keep that camera? Like, is it is it still in your life? No, it, someone <laughs> stole it. <laughs> oh, really? No way. <laughs> yeah. Someone stole it at the skate park. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, when I was like 16. That camera's long gone. Do you ever okay. think about it still? Or? Um, so that was my, yeah, I definitely do. Cause I was being stupid that day. It was national go skateboarding day, which is like June 21st. So you're a good it's skateboarder like, as well. Let's just get that out there. Pretty good. Yeah, I okay. would not as have good Have you done it in London? Um, no, okay. I, I don't have my board here and I usually these days just do it to ride around. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was then and I was 
you know, had a crew and had friends and we were at the park and it was June 21st, which is the summer solstice, you know, and it's ghost skateboarding day. So everybody's at the park and I know exactly who stole it too. <gasps> mm-hmm. He's out there. And <laughs> I left my bag with my friend magic and I was like, magic, watch this for me. I'm just going to go run around the park. I'll be right back. It was gone. Magic did not take it, but someone, you know, just came cozied up to magic, went off with no. the bag and, um, yeah, it's gone now. But so that wasn't camp. magic, magic. <laughs> wasn't magic. magic. <laughs> but I can't magic. put it on magic. That was on me. No, we that love was magic. On me. Yeah. We love magic. Magic's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to your um, art photography, then how do you? I mean, are you aware of where your work is being sold? Mm. Is that a conscious thing that you worry about, or you're really uh, across? Mm. And do you? Addi- how do you addition your photographs? If someone wants to go and buy a Tyler Mitchell work, how mm. does that? How how is that produced? Mm, um, well, a lot of it's being worked out right now. Uh-huh. Um, you know, in joining a gallery and in everything else. Um, I definitely want to, you know, I don't know if I have like any definite answers right now because, you know, before this moment, I would basically mainly hold off and just be like, I don't, I haven't made any decisions about this yet. Yeah, I'm just pausing and taking time because, you know, I had museum shows first, so I didn't have commercial gallery shows first. So, um, it was mainly just about like the ideas and the critical conversation and the discourse. It wasn't about like selling yet, you know, so we're figuring it out. And I think, um, yeah, I do want to be very thoughtful about who I sell to. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're working towards a show with Jack Shaman. Yeah. 2021, I guess. Yeah. September, 2021. Amazing. Yeah. And then you won the Gordon Parks fellowship. You was one of the recipients this year. Yeah. And I think I read in line that there's a project that you're, the money from that you're putting into a project that you, mm-hmm. you have to make within a certain time scale. Yeah. Or? So if the pandemic hadn't happened, the show would be opening, what day is it? It's the September. It's 20th. like the 21st or something today. Yeah. It would have opened like three days ago. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So I was awarded the fellowship in December of last year. Um, the the whole objective they gave me a grant and I was going to be working towards making a new body of work through this year. Obviously, that things changed about how I work and everything. Um, Did you start making it? Did you like? I had de- definitely had conversations. Um, Deborah Willis is set to curate the show. Um, she's my mentor and was my teacher at NYU. Yeah. Um, and I was just on the phone with her on the way over here actually about the show. But um, yeah, we obviously rerouted and like she's going to curate it still. Um, Everything's going ahead, but it's just for the spring of next year. Oh, great. And it's new work. It, it is new work, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you like buzzing about that. Is that something you're excited about? Buzzing. I mean, we haven't made it yet. Yeah. Haven't made the haven't made the work yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's see what happens. But that's an amazing, like, fellowship thing to receive, right? That's, yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Huge. And I mean, you know, Gordon, it's like, it's like, it's, 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 it's a big legacy to be in conversation with. It's a big... It's it's he is one of the world's most famous photographers. Yeah. I think when if you look up, you know, most famous photographers in the world, you mm. pull up, you know, Stieglitz and you pull up Avedon, but you also get you also do get Gordon Parks yeah, on Google. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, totally. How important is making books for you? Because I know you've made books all the way through your career. Yeah, and you're also presenting them currently in a really beautiful way, like Thank in you. these boxes, really thoughtful, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. colour choices. Beautiful objects. Yeah, as well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, can you speak a bit about that process? Yeah, I'm a huge book junkie. Um, huge, 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 and art books or everything. Photography books, I think okay. specifically. I think photography. I love art books, but I do think the catalog doesn't like tickle me in the way the photography book tickles me. Like. 
I love a good photography book. And the first photography book I fell in love with was Vivian Sassen's Umbra. Yes. Um, and then Ryan McGinley's The Kids Were All Right. Uh-huh. Um, and then several other Larry Clark books and so on and so forth. But um, for me, it is an art form. For me, it's the main way through which I want my work to be seen. Yeah. It's the, and I think a lot of photographers feel this way. Like we look at it as like our mini exhibitions. And we look at it also as like our permanent exhibitions because the show comes up and goes down, but the books stay in people's homes, yes, you know? So and true. so like all the design like choices that go into a book are so subtle and nuanced and beautiful. And I think you can really, there's space there to like create a world basically. So yeah. That's- What's your top three art books, photography art books that people should get? You've just mentioned mm-hmm. them, but is there other ones? Yeah. Um, I love um, Summer Camp by Mark Steinmetz. Um, beautiful book. Nobody really, not nobody, but Mark Steinmetz's work, I think outside of like a very specific photography community is, is kind of unknown. He's based in Athens, Georgia. He works a lot in Atlanta. He works a lot in the South and he, with the summer camp was like going around and photographing summer camps and kids. And it's just like delicate, beautiful photography. What what year was this? Was it? It was in the eighties all the way up to like the early two thousands. It's like, cool. It's like this nostalgia, beautiful summer camp work. Um, other favorite photo books? God, there's so many. Oh, like in your collection, what's your prized ones? Okay, so Sweet Fly Paper of Life, Roy de Carava. Okay. Um, amazing book. And Roy is a photographer who, you know, lived in Harlem, was photographing family and black life in, in Harlem and in New York and around the world. Uh-huh. I'm a street photographer, but also so much more. Um, American Pictures by Jacob Holt. Amazing book. Uh-huh. Um, there's so many more. God. But Sweet Fly Paper of Life, the first edition, that's my like. Yeah, yeah. That's my life. Do you, do you like Americana? Do you like the American Dream parenthesis yes. and the Broken American Dream? And that's like yes. a drive in your work. Mm-hmm. Yes, love it. Love like Paul Thomas Anderson, yeah. Boogie mm. Nights, Magnolia, mm. the Broken American Dream. Um, you know, even love like, yeah, love, yeah, love, yeah. Have you found anything in British culture that you're like an Anglophile for that you can see? <sighs> I like it from a like voyeuristic, you know, from like outside in kind of perspective. Um, you probably won't see people here in black suits eating ramen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, might, I mean, I might say that's a generalization, but I don't think you're going to witness that as much here. Maybe. Maybe pie and mash somewhere. No, this is the, that's a good question I want to think about the answer to because something in me is drawn to it here. And I don't know if, like, I have the obsession the same way I do for Americana because I just don't know, like, the deep roots of, like, I know the motivations of the American dream, you know? But I don't know the motivations of, like, true British work yet, I think. But I want to get to know it. I, w- I heard you were staying in East London and I was really excited. I said to Russell earlier, I was like, it's so interesting that he's staying in East London because I wonder what you're, having not grown up in, in London, like what your eyes would see, yeah. you know, how, how you would experience London because, yeah. yeah. I mean... Are the Brits being nice to you? They're being very <laughs> nice to me. It's nice to have, you know, friends here. Yes. And, yeah, girlfriend here and everything. Yeah. Um, East is changing, I'm noticing. That's how I've I've noticed it, especially Bethnal Green. I mean, I'm, I noticed the same in New York. I think the pandemic has changed East. I think um, for good and for bad. Um, but I do notice that it's like crazier around where I'm at in Bethnal Green. Like in I what think. Way, like? I mean, it's just, it's more dire times. It's just more dire times. You know, I saw one guy running after someone who stole his phone Mm. in the street. You know, some, you know, people are nicking people's phones on bikes a lot. That's happening in Brooklyn too. So like, 
Um, being Did you pick up the word nicking from being in London? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, not, that's not American yeah. terminology. I like that though. That's good. Literally, I saw. It was like it was kind of apocalyptic. He's like running through the street, like in traffic. He's like, he stole my mobile. You know, he stole my mobile. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah, it's like it's like tough times. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was another question I wanted to ask you, which you haven't covered. But um, how do you feel about analog versus digital in photography? Mm. Um. I mean, analog just has the soul I love, you know? I just, mm-hmm. I'm just i just drawn to it. I'm, like, hooked on it like a drug I can't get off. Um, but, I mean, both are both are different paintbrushes, you know? It's like if you ask oil or acrylic for a painter, I'm sure right. they have. They're just like, I just like oil. I don't know what to say mm-hmm. about it, you know? And you, is, is it shooting outdoors? Is that specifically good for analog photography, like with natural light? Because you shoot a lot outdoors. I or do you nature. use a lot of lights when you go outdoors? No, I don't use a lot of lights when I go outdoors. I definitely do natural. Um, I think a film like Kodak film specifically, because yeah. Kodak is like an American made, like Rochester made film. Mm-hmm. It responds to like the sun. Like this is how I compare it, right? Kodak's like the American dream film. Yes. It like reacts to well, yellow. I think Marlboro light, commercial, cigarette the reds. But Anne Collier really, do you know Anne Collier's work? Yeah. She really taps into that. Kodak culture of the quality and it has a nostalgia and mm-hmm. it feels like you're a kid and it's summertime. It has that, which absolutely lends itself to your... Exactly. So yeah. when that clicked for me, like the color space of Kodak is like America to me. It's like yellow, sunny skin and it's like saturated reds and it's like the shadows are blue and like it's just rich American colors. And then when I think of like Fujifilm, I think of almost like the East. I think of like Japanese. I yeah. think of Japanese photography. I think of kind of colder more clinical but still beautiful images more green more blue and then like more purple so it's just like different color spaces so i love kodak i'm addicted and do you carry a camera around most places you go Mm -mm. no no i'm more like a film director in that way like i have to plan i have to i have to like i have to like plan to shoot something to pick Uh up my camera i have to like have the intention of like an idea Uh and to get ideas like to have inspiration and to absorb things do you do you take that from all different places so does music influence you or do you do you make notes because i I saw russell has a notebook and he takes it around a lot because he's been writing um a few film scripts and tv shows and things so he's constantly writing lately and every time i see him i think of him doing that do you is that something you would do or is it more like in your brain you store it all it's it's it i'm definitely not good at like carrying around the notebook and writing although i want to be better it's definitely visual it's like definitely um i'm still like a phone and laptop junkie so i'm like you must use your instagram like a diary as well though i do yeah and that's like where you sort of you probably have an image and it's stored there and you can go back and reference that right exactly i'm always looking on instagram always looking on the internet anything image wise that i see that does something for me i download it immediately save it put it in a folder um that's my kind of like writing in a notebook i think right right yeah yeah cool what's the dream tyler um, you've hit a lot of highs already and you've got such exciting times ahead yeah. Where, what is the dream museum space museum show what is the dream what is the next like magazine you'd want to do or what is the next like fashion brand you'd want to work with or oof okay boom the list is long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I want a big show at the Tate. 
Mm. On a big show at the Yes, tape. you do. Like Wolf King. Look at you. We've got. You're going to move here. <laughs> you're going to move here. You ain't going anywhere. Yeah, you're using maybe. the word nicked. You said yeah, mobile phone, I not did. cell phone. You're going to be at the tape. Here you we go. Me. Yeah. I love the tape. Like, yeah. I love that Wolf King Tillman show at the tape. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, I think most people, um, again, I think most people who work in art have this, like, really romantic and amazing story of, like, going to a museum show that, like, blew their mind and then they're like i want to work in this yeah for me i was so internet oriented that i hadn't really seen a mind-blowing photography museum show until i saw wolfgang tillman's show oh. three years ago at the tate so the tape for me i'm like i want that um it's the vitrines and the way he stole and, actually, and the, everything yeah. hung it's not you're not just going there's a picture there's a picture there's a picture he's an image yeah. maker it's a whole experience yeah. and he takes he kind of collages things from newspapers and things that have inspired him and then it sticks it all together and there's no hierarchy. Nope. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And I think that's the way you work as well. There isn't, even though you're in really the fashion stuff, it still feels like there's not a hierarchy between the model and the clothes. Yes. Or, and that's really kind of special quality. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I love that show. Like I love that thousands of people went into that he immersed you in his world he didn't ask questions about what he did he didn't um question what he did and everyone got into it and everyone understood that this is someone who works across media and just has such a beautiful voice no matter where he puts it and i i just loved i also just love the images and gotcha. like you said the lack of hierarchy and yeah. so i'd love to do that um and just continue you know continue making books yeah um continue i really want to continue to publish books i want to try and self-publish my own books um you're That's a machine, like you're a machine, ongoing. Tyler. Machine like Mitchell. So yeah. I, I've heard you talk about Rococo a lot in mm. some of your other interviews and things mm. like that, and Kerry James Marshall and lots of other artists as I well. I love him. But That's the only other show. Those are the only two other shows I at love. At the Met. Carrie James Marshall Mastery at the yeah. Met. Yeah. And um, there was a show. I think that's the best show I've ever seen, yeah. <sighs> pretty uh, much. I mean, it's just it, extraordinary. It's yeah. just swaths of yeah. just incredible. And also its influence yeah. on a whole generation yeah. internationally. Yeah. It's, you know, there is no other. And the top. history. Yeah. 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 The top. It's exquisite. Yeah. I didn't know, again, didn't know anything about him um, late to the game, I have to admit. You know, I'm a sucker for that, but whatever. <laughs> and um, Deborah Willis put me on to him and said, you need to go and see him in conversation with Arthur Jaffa. And it was just mind explosions at the Met. And so, yeah, anyway, that's one of the best shows ever. And then the third best show ever is um, at the Met Breuer yeah. Arthur Jaffa, David Hammond. Arthur Jaffa, Love is the Message, The Message is Death. David Hammond's the film of him kicking the bucket. And yes. then Steve McQueen, Five Easy Pieces. Yeah. It was just a triangle of films all on one floor. No explanation about any of them. You just walk in, bounce between the three, and I was just like, what did I just yeah, see? Wow. You know, what these three in conversation, I was just like, this feels like something. Um, so. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. Well, what, what about fashion brands? Are there brands that you still would love to work, collaborate with? Um, oh, my God. I love Prada. Oh, you do? <laughs> and you've not worked with them yet? <laughs> not in a serious Just put capacity. your wish list out there. This has got to <laughs> yeah, happen. Let me just do it then. Prada Fine. can sponsor the Tate show. Oh, and then <laughs> I was thinking about Prada today because Alison Goldfrapp posted a picture of herself in these amazing green Prada sunglasses. And you want them? No, from a, from a previous film that she made because no she directs her own music videos now. And she said, like, I don't know where they are. I think I've lost them. <laughs> and it was this kind of thing, like, I hope they turn up. I always lose my sunglasses. <laughs> I was like, I don't blame her. They're iconic. Who I is love it? Prada. Alison Goldfrapp. 
she's okay. an electronic musician. musician. Oh, yeah, wow. you, you cool. should check out her first album, um, Felt Mountain. Okay. It's this very orchestral kind of incredible record. Wow. Yeah. Okay. She's really cool. I like that. I would do a show at the Foundation Prada, at the Prada Foundation. I love that cool. place. Oh my God. I love that building. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Rem Koolhaas, I think, built yeah, that yeah, building. Yeah. Um, and yeah. even the cafe is cool there. Yeah. I've, I haven't been, but just seeing pictures. Like, um, But Mucha and Prada, I want a real relationship with. Um, so why not throw it out there? Yeah, um, I think it will happen. <laughs> I went to I went to Miami and documented um, and met the Astrogates when he did his um, kind of freehand hotel takeover oh, at, yeah. at Art Basel with yeah. Prada, and that was kind of amazing. But um, yeah, them um, and publications. I mean, you've done Vogue. I mean, I think public, the role of publications is changing, and I don't think that that's a diss to publications. I think as a photographer. It's about the work you do in the publications. Um, no title means anything unless you do good work in that title. Right. And I think um, it's about the idea. It's about the moment. It's about what you're doing in that moment with that title. It's not about the title anymore. I think for me personally, I think it's about like making sure what you do is good in any title. So it's with that one, I think it's about considering any any case by case, you know, idea. Legend. So many people call you chic as well. Um, really? Yeah, I've read it a lot. It's a, it's a comment I've seen about you. And when you walked in tonight and you had your like low AV, are they sneakers? Or? No, they're like a, a they're slip like, on mule. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're the new Jonathan Anderson. But what about your own personal style? Is that something you've always been interested in, in the oh, way yeah. that you present yourself? Yeah, I love dressing. Cool. Yeah. Who doesn't like dressing? Where in London Fine. are the good shops? I only go to Dover Street. Yeah, of course you do. That's it. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you need anywhere else? I love it, I love it too do. much. I love it there. I just like spend, yeah. Oh, you spend all your money. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday, literally like yesterday, two days ago. It was bad. Anyway. How much How much did you spend, Tyler? What did you get? I don't want to say. I don't want to say. <laughs> Are we talking thousands? Yeah, I bought like this ring that I really like. A ring? There. Yeah. Wait, why are you not wearing it now? Because uh, it's like got to be ordered and stuff. Yeah. And what's wow. it like? It's like this multicolored, like all these different color sapphires. It was so rich. I've never seen stones like that saturated. And it's just like, it's this rainbow of stones sitting on this gold simple ring. It's beautiful. Wow. Well, you deserve that. You deserve it because you, you seem to really love it as well. Like yeah, that was a passionate it. description. You're making me want one. I love it. Yeah. Oh my God. As soon as I was moved, like I was just like, I got to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we ask every guest that comes on the two same questions. The first one is if you could do an art heist, if you could have any work of art in the world, it could be a building, could be another ring, could be anything you wanted, what would it be and why? Shit. Painting, drawing, <laughs> photograph. Shit. Yeah. That's, that's so messed up. Uh-huh. Oh. Could be one of your new movies. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I got to pick two. Okay. I need to pick two. Sure. Because I'm, a, I'm an image person, so I need a still image and I need a moving image Ooh. work. I need Carrie James Marshall's vignette, the one made, I believe, in 2003 of it's amazing it's kjm it's i can see it now it's a couple in a park uh-huh. and then it's kind of painted over pink and he uses glitter and it's like his whole vignette series but it's one in particular from that series that i need i love have you seen his ones of london the painting he did of like london bridge no yeah yeah what paint of london bridge yeah i love the bird ones he's done recently as well yeah. yeah but um the vignette series for me is like game changing so one of those um and then uh yeah, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I, I need, like, love is the message kind of playing in, yeah. my, in my house. And, like, I, 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 but more than love is the message, I need, like, 
two to three hours of like Arthur Jaffa mixtape stuff just on loop in my house. He's like, so awesome. Yeah, yeah. He, I did a movie night um, deep into the like lockdown in April um, where I curated a bunch of film. Like I asked a bunch of filmmakers to contribute stuff to this online movie night I did. And I screen shared my computer screen for 24 hours and I kicked off the 24 hours with something that he custom made for the screening and it was mind blowing. Like he just basically called me up um, three hours before we were about to go live. And he's like, oh, you wanted 30 minutes of material? All right, I'll cut together some mixtape thing for you. And he free freestyled this mixtape of stuff. I mean, he does this all the time with new oh, works. Wow. And um, we had 30 minutes of like Arthur Jaffa material to screen. It was incredible. Wow. Yeah, it's fun. That is very cool. Yeah. The other question we ask every guest is, what is your favorite color? Right now... Like, gr- like lime mint green with a little bit of blue in it. Oh my god, that's so specific. Yeah, lime mint green yeah. with a little bit of blue in it. Where yeah. have you seen that color? Because it's like, <laughs> okay, I've been thinking about car colors lately. Oh, okay. And oh, is so that the next purchase? I got a car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did in London. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what you're gonna have to ship it back to in New York? Brooklyn. It's in New York. Oh, in New York. Yeah. Um, it. I got like this 1988 BMW. Of course you did. Which you're gonna park outside Dover Street with your ring <laughs> tapping on the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got that. I just couldn't help myself. It was like, yeah. I, and so now I'm thinking about car colors, and this mint green, this like green that's not mint. But it's not lime. It's like between. Is it like a both. spearmint, would you say? Or? Spearmint, yeah. yeah, with a little bit of blue in it. That's yeah. like one of the best answers you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this car. I mean, that, that, that is luxury and leisure all in yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living the dream. I'm, yeah. I'm you lucky. are living the dream. Do you feel I'm like you're living the dream? I feel lucky. Definitely lucky. And I feel really um, good these days. Yeah, yeah. I'm also really happy that you're still close with um, Deborah Willis. Yes. I think that's so brilliant. Because she was your teacher, wasn't she? She was my teacher. So shout out to her, because I've been looking at her photography Mm, because mm. I was researching your work. Yeah. And I just think she's brilliant. She's amazing. really, really important. Yeah. 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 And like a complete, um, you know, you just sit down with her for 30 minutes and she gives you about 30 things to Google. You know know what I mean? She's just one of those where she just provides you with like, here, Go and look all this stuff up, and then your life has changed for the next five years. So, what a legend. any chance to chat with her is like a game changer. Oh, we should chat to her. Yeah, we should go. I would love to chat you to should. her. Yeah. 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 And I'm also, I'm going to send you a gift because I started when we were talking about your favorite books. There's an artist called Paul Elliman. I don't know if you've ever heard of oh, him. Oh, I don't know. But he's, he's kind of like an academic and an artist, but he made this exhibition, which was 600 magazine pages that he took details of out of um, September issues and kind of fashion oh, wow. magazines and then put, turned it into this incredible 600-page book, wow. which is called Untitled September Issue. Wow. And the artwork was the book for a good kind of four or five years. And then the gallery that I work for, Carl Friedman, he was friends with Paul and we actually turned it into a film. Um, which then wow. got on constant loop. And it was this giant, you know, cinema room mm. with this huge projection on. And I'm going to send you the book because I think, I, wow. I thought you might not have it. I don't think you've yeah, got it. I you don't. haven't heard of it. Yeah, I don't. And I think you'll, ah. you'll find a lot f- of meaning in it. It's a that really just special, blew my special mind. book. Yeah. And he, he didn't do anything to the ads. He just... No, he, 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 he highlights certain sections of images. 
So he kind of zoom in, zooms in on them Crops and then creates a new work, basically. Oh, out revising of what the image kind is. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like Hank Willis Thomas or something. or like Yes, um, we love It's kind of like um, the Holy Bible. Do you know that book? No. This is like one of the best photo books of all time. Not the actual Bible you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only one we heard like, that. The Holy Bible. Who wrote that? It's a bit like this look. So these are like details. So he sort of zooms in. Which is kind of like your photographs. You do these And it is the most yeah. gorgeous. And the, the reason it. I thought you you'd like geometric. it is because of the, yeah. fa- the fabric as well. Because yeah. there's a kind of painterly oh, thing wow. in your, your images. The way totally. that fabric That's creases great. or falls. Yeah. Or, yeah. And we, we did this projection. I'll send you the links and stuff. But I'm going to... I've got a few copies it's really hard to find it's I worth like l- loads of money now but wow. we have a few copies at the gallery I'm going to send you one because I think you'll really get a lot from it yes um, um, I was thinking a lot when you were talking about books and I forgot to bring it up so yeah, yeah. so that's my gift to you to say thank you for coming on talk I've got one thing here <laughs> and I don't know why I've got it written down but thingification ah yeah 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 um not sure what to say about it I mean I think I use that word in relationship to like uh also thinking about like subject capture shoot the like how just black humans in general have been, you know, called things in the past and thinking about like ways that my work can like break free of thingification, break free of the way we have been made subjects, right? It's basically subjugated. So yeah, I think that's it. Okay, thank yeah. you. Cause I had it written then. I was like, why have I written that down in brackets? Got I think it. I use that word somewhere and I, I like that word. I think it I comes from AJ actually. I don't know. Well, Tyler Mitchell, thank you so much for spending this hour with us. It's been such a privilege. You're an amazing human being. I also love your calmness. I can kind of get why you're such because I I feel very relaxed around you. It's a chicness. You are yeah. You're just chic with your car, with the ring. Yeah, you've got it going on. So if you would like to see um, images of all the artworks we've discussed today, you will find them at Talk Art, and you can visit Tyler's Instagram, which is at Tyler Photos. Very direct. Very. (laughs) Was that like when did you make that Instagram? Was it when you were younger? Yeah, really. All right, Tyler's photos, I guess. You know, because Tyler Mitchell, there are so many Tyler Mitchells. The guy who has tylermitchell.com will not give it to me you don't need it though because i think your website's cooler because you're tylermitchell.com no but that's like more global yeah i guess it's like limitless i guess but isn't .com like the pinnacle you know it's like i don't know because i always i always associate .com with just being america somehow it's like kind of american corporations yeah when i saw .co we We have .co.uk but it was like you had .co which i thought was intergalactic i was like he's going to space intergalactic yeah and also you can go to icmyfg com True. and go I shopping and buy the incredible good. box sets yes. of the book for I Can Make You Feel Good. Amazing. Tyler Mitchell, thank you. Thanks and so much, we, mate. We'll be back very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamond and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in today's episode with music by Jack Northover. Subscribe to Talk Art at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.